That's a good place to praise him right there, man. Oh, we did. Let's go, y'all. I love to praise him. You say, I love to praise him. 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 I love to praise him.
ought to put a hook in your feet. You got a reason to praise him. Josh, where you at? Clap ya. Y'all done stop clapping. Clap because of Minister Matt. Yeah. again we can't well come on CJ clap Somebody's listening. Sing what? 
Isaiah 53 verse 1 when you have it in your Bibles your smart device or you're going to read it on the screen stand with me now and let's read it together who have believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed you can be seated in the presence of the Lord I, I'm going to just share with you just for a few moments and then we'll let you go uh, from the topic hearing God through the noise hearing God through the noise all right I'm gonna cut through the field on this so I can let you out of church but I, I just want to talk to you about it for a few moments 
Um, I might not scream it, but I want to communicate something to you because last Sunday I stood up and I told you about how I was planning to go to Texas. And uh, we were going to Kansas City and that got canceled, but I was going to Fort Worth and then I was going to go to Houston. And I kept going back and forth over whether I was going or not. And then finally I decided I'm going because to ramp L.A., they're coming and they're already in Texas and some people from Ohio has already made it to Texas. So the last person we need there is the bishop. So I'm going to go. And I told you how I got in the shower preparing to go. Brother Marlon was on the way to pick me up. Brother Claude, we were all going to the airport. And all of a sudden when I got in the shower, the Lord spoke to me and said, didn't I tell you not to go? To the objective listener, there are at least a couple of questions you have. And, and a couple of those questions that come to mind is, did really God speak to him? And if God did speak to him, what did it sound like? Can we, can we talk about this out loud today? Because we're in these church services where God is always talking to somebody. Is it real? Is it true? And if it is, what does it, what does it sound like? And if he said, don't go, you know. And if he said, didn't I tell you not to go? How did I miss it the first time? Mm. Does God speak? This is a discussion that's been going on for a long time, for centuries. So, your answer will be determined by who you ask. Does God speak? Well, people who are deists are individuals who says, no, there is a God that exists. Come on. Something outside of us exists in order to create us. But this God that exists also created humans with the ability to reason. In other words, they reject any Bible or any other book that has divine revelation. The rejection of incomprehensible notions of the deity of Yeshua or religious mysteries. And they reject any reports of miracles or any prophecies God told me to tell you. Mm -hmm. Although deists have some sort of range of philosophical thought, the most simplistic way for me to explain it to you so that I, I don't bore you but inform you is that a deist would say, God created this and then he walked off from it. And I know you've been in church all of your life, so there's no way you could be a deist. But many of you have deist tendencies, deist thoughts. Yes, yes, yes. If, you, if you're a believer, you're not a believer because you never questioned it. It's not faith until it's been tested. Have you ever thought about this stuff? Have you ever questioned, am I a believer because I, was, I grew up in a Christian home? If you've never had this experience, you keep living. Because when you pray for people and they say pray for them and the Bible said pray for the sick because they'll be healed. But then your grandmother dies. It'll play with your faith. It'll mess with your mind. So then the deer says no. Something outside of us, Sam created us, but then he walks off from it. Mm. 
But we who are believers who've been tested in our faith but came out, we would answer aggressively and say, no, no, God does speak. He's a personal God. Well, then, what does it sound like then? Well, what God sounds like is determined by your proximity and your perception. Two things. Proximity and perception determines what he sounds like to you. Oftentimes, if the proximity of God in your life is in you, oftentimes God will sound like you. As a matter of fact, when I was in the shower, the voice of the Lord came to me from my voice and said, didn't I tell you not to go? <laughs> because it's very powerful when the words of prophecy come and it's in King James Version. And if you grew up in a Pentecostal uh, classical church, every once in a while somebody would stand up and say, Thus saith the Lord unto you. And when they do that, I'm like, oh, hallelujah. Or unless somebody come from another country with an accent, they could be calling me a dog and I'd still be stirred up because it sounds so powerful. But we hear God based upon proximity and perception. So I perceive God to be the God of the Bible and because I know him through the scriptures, when he speaks to me, I hear him through the language of the scriptures I read. I know I'm, and I don't want to rob anybody from any mysticism and, and, and spiritual nuances when it comes to the prophetic and hearing from God. But I think what God wants us to know and what he wants us to perceive is that you can hear him for yourself. And the question is, is not, is the question is not, does God speak? The question is, are you postured to hear him? Have you ever heard someone repeat a story of situation that happened and their recollection of their side sounds different than what everybody else heard? Yes, Bishop. I was talking to Elder Corey and all I said was, Elder Corey, do you mind getting your stuff and moving over? And then somebody said, you didn't say it like that. You said, Elder Corey, do you mind getting your stuff and moving over? It's like when we repeat it, we hear it different based upon how we perceive we said it. And that's the same way with God. That's why you need to make sure you have the right perception of God. Because sometimes we reject God. Huh. We reject God because we sense him to be angry or trying to control us. When it's really he's loving us and he's trying to save us. Now... No, not a whole lot of people won't go back and listen to this tonight or you won't share it next week. But that's going to come a time in your life where your faith will be under fire and you're going to need answers from God. And the whole religious system you leaned on will, will tumble. The pastors and the preachers you depending on will not be available or you will be exposed to their humanity. And it will make you question the God that your parents pressed on you when they're no longer together. 
And I want to make sure that you can hear him. My, I want to make sure that you are postured to hear God for yourself. Because you don't need to come to a high priest. And you need a preacher. You need a, you need a preacher. Tell the people beside you, you need a preacher. Tell your neighbor, you need a preacher. All of you in here. All of you that are watching online. You need a preacher. You got preachers and teachers. But who is your preacher? Who's your rabbi? Who's your teacher? Who's your pastor? But what is the job of that preacher? To always tell you? No, no, no. To be the person you run to when you need an answer? No, 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 no. How can you hear without a preacher? In other words, the job of the preacher is not to get them to lean, uh, for you to lean on them. The job of the preacher is to teach you how to, how to hear. So, would, wouldn't it be so simple if God would just tell us what he wanted? Anybody ever felt that way? I'm almost finished. Don't, don't fall out. Would, wouldn't it be more simple if just tell me what you want me to do? How many have said that? Just, just come out and tell me. This is why some people will flood churches. If somebody walks around giving words of knowledge, people are packing out. As a matter of fact, I was speaking to that woman and somebody was in here like, me next, please. <laughs> Tell me. You know. Why? Because some people just have itching ears and they, they like it as entertainment. But there's another group of people says, no, I really want to know. Because I don't want to waste any more time. I really want to know that I'm going in the right direction. I really want to know because the last time I made a decision on my own, I made a fool out of myself and I wasted three years of my life and I don't have any more time to waste. Just tell me. Speak to me about what you want me to do, where you want me to go, where you want me to work, what relationship to be in, what church to be in. Just tell me. It would be so much simple, God, if you would just tell me. I want to live to you. Maybe he has. Have you ever noticed that if you keep having problems with your phone or you start having problems with your television, what do you do? You don't. What do, what do you do? You don't. Before you blame the phone, before you blame your TV, you call around and say, you got service? Is your TV working? Why? Because even you understand with your technology that sometimes it ain't the signal. It ain't that the signal is not going out. It may be your device. Not a problem with the signal. It's an issue with the receptor. It's not that it's God speaking. It's that are you turned to hear it? Huh, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, he's been, maybe he's been speaking. Intellectual pride tells us because I don't comprehend God, that means there's something wrong with him. Because when we get in these funky modes, we start saying, I mean, God, why don't God and God? I mean, if God, 
We start getting in that. Oh, I'm, I'm speaking to somebody's flesh today. And I'm speaking to somebody's heart today. Because God, if God would just, if God, in your mind, if you're not hearing, if you're not comprehending him, and if I can't fit almighty God in my three pound brain, that means there's something wrong with God. Hmm. Tell your neighbor intellectual pride. Who can know the mind of God? I'll bring this home with this. We know what a baby sounds like. But the question is, what do we sound like to a baby? A baby doesn't comprehend what you're saying. But it doesn't mean you're not saying anything. It means they haven't developed to the level of comprehension. That's why some of us always need somebody else to tell us. Because a baby speaks on a baby's level. Have you ever seen babies sit around and go, oh, look at that, and they do all that with each other. But an adult comes, they can't comprehend it. It doesn't mean the adult is not communicating. But even as they start to develop as a baby, you understand babies don't need to understand your words in order to get your message. Uh-uh-uh-uh. You know better than that. They know by your tone and your they begin to develop in their comprehension. Even though they don't fully understand your words, they begin to understand your message. And that's what's happening to some of us as we grow in God. Just like God doesn't need fingers to touch you, he doesn't need sound to speak to you. He is speaking, but it's on another frequency. I need you to tell your neighbor, get on the frequency of God. Come on, come on, tell him, tell him, did you hear what I said? Tell him, you need to get on the frequency of God. He's speaking, it's just in another language, and it has to be translated. And, and the best way to learn a foreign language is to immerse yourself in the culture that speaks that language. You will never hear the spirit when what the spirit is saying, you will never hear speaking spirit and spiritual language if you're always tuned into your flesh. He that have an ear, let him hear. Let him, let him hear what the spirit is saying. The spirit is speaking to spirit. The spirit is a talking spirit. That's why the Bible says the carnal mind cannot comprehend. I got to get out of here. The things of the flesh. So the question is, if we are receptors to the voice of God, then where's our receptor? Where is it at then? It's it's our minds it, it's our minds and this is why it's so complicated because I've heard God I believe I've heard God and either I really heard God or I was crazy no, no I'm serious I'm going to be honest with you and when I was young my mother did think I was crazy she's sitting right there on that roll she did she thought something was wrong with me I was in my room and and you know how kids can play church, but I was by myself playing church. 
you know, when you, when you got cousins, you know, they're supposed to be choir members, and, but I was in there by myself. And my mother would say, go outside. Go outside. And I was like, no, I just want to play church. And I used my toys. And I played church. I always, Pastor Westgate tell the story. I told him that y'all know that green man that had the gun? And you get a whole pack of them? Okay. I'm sorry, PS4 generation. I apologize. And it had a bass to it. And he'd be like this. Well, to me, he was a man playing a bass guitar. So they were always musicians. And so my mother's like, go outside. And I'll never forget, we were living down the street from my grandmother in a little house down a little gravel road. And my mother said, what you doing? I said, uh, I said we, we having a funeral. She said, a funeral? I said, yes, we having Deacon Walker's funeral. And she said, don't you ever say anything like that again. She said, I mean it. So you have to understand that Deacon Walker was a deacon in our church that drove the bus. And he won't dead. Two weeks later, he died of a heart attack in his basement. And it freaked my mother out. So she went and got my grandmother and my godmother, Mother Hall, and said, I need y'all to come in and help me pray. Something is on my child. And I'll never forget this night, I was in my room playing with my toys. And all of a sudden, my mother then busted my bedroom speaking in tongues and praying and I was like hallelujah yes I got some help because we have a church over here I'm the bishop of this church my godmother my, my mother and them had come out of traditional Baptist church and was now in Pentecost but my godmother had grown up in generations of Pentecost and she looked and she says no no that's, that's not witchcraft on him he's a prophet so either God has spoken to me or I am just totally crazy but I believe he has I've had two moments in my life where I believe I heard the audible voice of God and the best way I could describe it is, a, is I've never heard anything like it before and since. It sounds like more than one voice all at one time. The best way I can describe it is I would call it the voice of ages. And I don't even know what that means. It's just the best way I can describe it. Sounds like many voices all at one time. Mm. So, But to be honest with you. That's not how he speaks to me daily. No, no, it's not. And to be honest with you, I'm thankful. Because the moments I did hear God, it stunned me. It, it did, I had to recover from being in that kind of presence. And the truth is, I can't live there. Because that's what we call a supernatural moment. That's what we call them. And listen, I'm not downplaying if you say you have those moments. I'm saying you can't live there. Because if God is speaking audibly, that means when he speaks to you, that means somebody outside of you can hear it. And how could I ever hear somebody else or ever be postured to hear anybody else if there's a cloud opening up from heaven? And God is speaking down to me. It's a supernatural moment, but supernatural moments are not all the time. 
This is an absolutely amazing word, and I pray that you are enjoying it just as much as I am. Listen, go ahead and like and share this and tell everyone that this ministry is happening. I also want to extend an opportunity for you to partner with us on another level by giving your seed today. If you look at the bottom of your screen, the ways to give are already there, and you can just put Bishop in the memo. Listen, when you're giving, you're not just giving to a man or just a church, but you are giving to a movement where we are reaching as many possible, building a school in Pakistan, helping the orphanage there in India, and even housing those who have been victims of human sex trafficking right here in the United States. So please give today and stay tuned. There's more word to come. And if I have the spirit of Christ, not on me, but in me, then the voice of God should not come externally it should be internal. It's in me. That's why I have no problem when people says, who was Jesus praying to? He was praying to the father. And where was the father? In him. He said, me and my father are one. Hallelujah. So, my receptor is my mind. And that's what makes it complicated. You know why? Because in my head, there's a lot of noise. If you want to hear from God, the best way to hear from God, Marlon, is to get by yourself. The best way to hear from God is to go to the park during your lunch break and sit at a picnic table where no one is and get in a quiet place. The best way to hear from God is to meditate in silence. Get under your prayer shawl and wrap in it. Come to the sanctuary when no one is here and sit over in the back somewhere. That is the best way to hear from God. But let's be honest. Who can do that all the time? Mm. Who can do that? I was sharing with Pastor uh, Derry Haywood on yesterday. He told me, he says, I was in my car, sitting in my car, communicating with God and, and praying. And I had my playlist playing. Everybody got a worship playlist? Everybody? Everybody? Okay, <laughs> some of you. <laughs> and he says, I was worshiping and I was praying. And he says, all of a sudden, I don't know how it happened. But um, Prince came on in my playlist. I don't know what song it was. It could have been Purple Rain, Purple Rain. It could have been Diamonds and Pearls. Don't y'all look at me like that. I asked you that you have a worship playlist. Some of you got another playlist too. Ever since that Brandy and Monica battle, some of y'all went back and downloaded some old tracks. So he says, all of a sudden, Prince came on and he was praying. He said, well, when Prince came on, he went to turn it down and the Lord told him, turn it back up. Learn to hear me in the noise. Because all of us feel like we would do better if we could just be monks and nuns for Jesus. But if we're so isolated from the world, we would never impact the world. You've got to learn to hear God even in the noise. It's called selective auditory, auditory attention. Okay, you know what it's called. Selective hearing. 
is a type of selective attention and it involves an auditory system. Selective hearing is characterized as the action in which people focus their attention intentionally on a specific source of a sound or spoken words. When people use selective hearing, noise, hallelujah, from the surrounding environment is heard by the auditory system, but only certain parts of the information are chosen to be processed by the brain. Mm. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you need to have some selective hearing. And then this is why we look at Isaiah 52. And in Isaiah 52, the Bible tells us that God is speaking to the people of Israel and he says I know you're going to be in bondage and you'll suffer bondage and I know you are split up by the Assyrians and scattered all over the world but he says I'm going to raise up a Messiah Hallelujah! many people in that day they were focusing on the bondage of Egypt and many people in that day were focusing on the scattering of the Assyrians and many of us that's where we are in our lives we're focusing on everything that's wrong and we're focusing on everything that's not happening for us and we're focusing on everything that's working against us but Isaiah says I'm trying to tell you God is going to raise up a Messiah I need you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor I know a whole lot of bad things are happening but tell them you need some selective hearing Isaiah says you all are focusing on your bills and I'm trying to tell you that provision is coming he says you're focusing on your enemy but I'm trying to tell you that help is coming I need you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor you need some selective hearing nobody want to sit around and hear you rehearse your bad story and, and hurry hear you rehearse your sad story the reason why you saw me praising God is not because I don't have no problems but the reason why I was praising God because in the midst of my problems I still got a promise I need you to look at your neighbor and point to them and tell them the Messiah is coming hey my he says listen Israel I know I know you've been scattered and I know you've experienced one challenge after the next but I'm trying to get your attention I'm trying to give you a report and the report is you won't die like this and the report is defeat is not your final option and he's after he went on through Isaiah chapter 52 oh help me Rogers he told him he says God is going to raise up a Messiah God is going to raise up a Savior and he's going to change the landscape of your lives God is going to raise up a Messiah and he's going to shift the trajectory of your family God is going to raise up a Messiah that's going to flip the governmental system and he says Isaiah says let me tell you who he is and his name shall be called wonderful his name shall be called counselor his name shall be called mighty God and everlasting father I need you to tell your neighbor said oh neighbor y'all gotta say it like I said it said oh neighbor so I got good news tell them the good news is that the bad news is not true I wish I had a help here and so he says after he told him how God was gonna turn it around and after he told 
told them how God was going to change the situation. He got to Isaiah 53 and verse number one. He says, after you've heard the report of CNN and after you've heard the report of Fox News, after you heard the report of your cousin them, I want to ask you a question. Somebody shall question whose report will you believe we shall believe the report of the Lord they said who shall believe our report and to who is the arm of the Lord revealed in other words the Lord says I'm going to manifest my hand not in the next season but even in this season I'm going to show myself but I'm only going to reveal it to those who are looking for it I'm only going to reveal it to those who are expecting it I want somebody to jump on your feet and throw up both of your hands and shout any day now somebody shout any day now you can't see it if you don't expect it I got selective hearing I'm listening for my Jesus I'm listening for the next idea I'm listening for the next strategy I'm listening for the next marketing strategy I'm listening I got selective hearing I don't hear that I don't hear that whole lot of noise hear that I'm choosing what I hear I'm choosing I'm choosing I'm I'm choosing everyone stand I'm gonna let you go I'm choosing I'm choosing what I what I hear selective hearing there was a report that came out two years two years ago by uh, a psychological committee they determined that selective hearing is not a mental disorder because y'all know how if you tell me you hear what you want to hear you got selective hearing well the board of these psychologists says selective hearing is not a mental disorder they said selective hearing is actually an ability. That's an ability. How some of y'all be watching TV and you don't hear nothing until the microwave bell goes off. You watch TV like that. All of they said, "Did you hear me? I need the keys." And you hear that? All of a sudden, the, the popcorn said, "Bing!" Like, oh, okay. Tell your neighbor that's an ability. And God has been each. God has been speaking. But you can't wait for everything to get silent. You've got to train yourself to hear him in the noise. Because if I'm driving and I need to find out where I'm going, you know what I do? I turn down the radio. But I'm not, I'm not always able to control the environment around me. You got four kids can always control everything and when you're trying to hear God even in your mind and all of that noise is going on you got to learn how to decipher because 
God had been telling me not to go for days. But I thought it was me. Because my sofa was so comfortable. So I'm like, man, I'm saying I don't want to go because I don't want to go. It ain't God. And I, I need to learn how to hear him through my own feelings. Because what happened? If I would have got on that plane, I would have made it. But did you realize they shut down the church service and people were stuck in the hotels with no water? When we hear God, it saves us from unnecessary pain. And we have it. We have it all the time. And so all this time I've been sleeping at night the last week and waking up, you know, with headaches. Uh, and I found out because it was dry heat, all that dry heat in my apartment. And uh, so somebody says, what you need to do is get you a humidifier. And that shifts and puts moisture in the air and all that. I said, yeah, I need to get one. And, and forgot the sister Jackie, Brittany's mother, sent me one months ago. But you know why it didn't work for me? Because I had never unpacked it. Some of you are blaming God and saying it doesn't work. God, I've been praying it doesn't work. When you go unpack it? He's speaking. Yes, in the beginning, you need a preacher to tell you. Then you need to sit in a group of people and get that feedback. And sometimes you still will. But you got to learn how to hear God for yourself. What we're getting ready to do, just play softly and I'm going to close. What we're getting ready to do uh, very soon is uh, we're going to have a, a service, uh, one of our Friday night services. For some of you in this room, you have not, uh, you've not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the sign of speaking in tongues. And sometimes they can become a, a source of debate. Uh, in communities it can be a debate in a community but not in a church uh, we're going to talk about it because spirit speaks to spirit and a lot of times we deal with what tongues is when it means speaking to somebody that is a gift all right but the reason why you need tongues because you need it as a prayer life one way I tune out the noise in my head when I'm trying to hear God is I begin to pray in the spirit. It's not, I don't do it so I can show you how spiritual I am. No, I do it because I need to connect with God. And sometimes I got to pray in the spirit until I know what to say in the flesh. That's why Paul says, I'll pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. The mere fact that he says, I'll pray with the understanding and the spirit means when I'm praying in the spirit, I don't understand. But I trust that the spirit is praying the will of God for my life. And so uh, y'all listen out. You don't have to wait for that day to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But there's some people in your life that you need to bring to church that they will receive. I promise you, I'm not going to push them down in the floor or anything like that. We're just going to speak the word of the Lord. We're going to speak the word of the Lord. And we want to experience a map because the enemy wants to keep us in our flesh. Just lift up your hands in the presence of the Lord all over this place. Woo. 
Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Father, today I believe that it's your desire to have conversations with the creation that you created. And Lord, many of us are at a crossroads and we have some decisions to make in our lives. And it's our desire to hear directly from you. So Lord, today we posture our receptors. We posture our receptors to hear. We posture our receptors to hear. So whether it comes by dream or whether it comes by vision, whether it comes by a word of knowledge, whether somebody comes up or my, even my child tells me something, I want to know that it's you. And even if you just want to speak, Everybody, let's do this song together. I've got that Pentecostal power, mighty burning fire, and I feel the spirit moving in my soul. Get your tambourine down. Come on, y'all. I got mighty, and I feel the spirit in my soul. Mighty, and I feel. Yeah.
Isaiah 54 and 17.
from your house where well, we in Henderson, North Carolina and we about to praise it for this Pentecost Sunday I want us to praise it for a little bit because it's Pentecost Sunday because it's Pentecost praise it
the fire. 